chance at the Space Jam. All right. Hoop, there it is. We should watch Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, we should. I've been talking about that for such a long time, but I haven't seen Space Jam in probably 15 years, and I yeah. it's a fucking banger. No, it totally is. It is a banger for a I want to watch Space Jam. I want to watch the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie very badly. Oh, the new one? With a well, I gay watch... ranger, yellow ranger. Yeah, uh, and the autistic ranger. I do want to see that, but I, I want to watch... autistic ranger? Yeah. Oh, that's tight. The blue ranger, I want to say. Mm. Um, but I do, separately from that, I really, really want to watch the old Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. I also want to watch that. There's, yeah. uh, there's a boob window, right? In the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers yeah. movie? No. I promise you there isn't. No boob window? No. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers didn't have boob windows. They... Not the Power Rangers themselves, but the villain, I thought, had a boob window. Oh, Rita Repulsa might have a boob window. Oh, yeah. Rita Repulsa totally has a boob window. That's what I, that's what I remember She's out of that movie. She's also not the main villain of the Mighty Morphin Power okay. Rangers movie. It's Ivan Ooze, you fucking imbecile. You absolutely. Wow. I just said wow. I only remember one thing wow. about that film, and it was the boob we're window. Right out the gate. I mean, I mean, we were literally just arguing no, before Rita, the podcast Rita started, Repulsa, so of course we're going to bring that energy into Rita the Rita Repulsa, who is the best name for any villain, yes, in that's the my world. Uh, drag name. Uh, that would be a fucking sick drag name. It's mine now. Rita Repulsa. TM, TM, TM. Uh, and uh, Donatella Versnatchy. Um, coming at you live. Coming at you live from Denver, Colorado. No, Rita Repulsa is the best villain name of all time. Uh, does have a boob window. Uh, is hot, I think, in retrospect, and is played in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the new Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, uh, by Elizabeth Banks, who's very hot and funny. Does Elizabeth Banks also have a boob window? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Aren't Probably. some of those Banks? What? What? Sorry, that's an obscure reference to a, another thing. Okay, cool. <laughs> Hi, welcome to If It's Gay We Play, a podcast that has obscure references to other things. I mean, other yeah, we did just last episode. What did you that's do? That's coming from outside. It's oh, like that's that was a car. so bad to me. There was a car that had squealing brakes outside. Oh, oh no. my body. Hi, my name is Kai Monaghan. <laughs> did I say my last name? Kai, it doesn't matter. What are your Kai pronouns? My pronouns are she, her, her. Kai, I am chronic illness. Kai <laughs> Wilting Violet Monaghan. <laughs> All of the best playwrights and authors were Wilting Violets. Been, I am Oscar were. Wilde. You would have been like shipped out to the country in the olden times. Uh, it is bad. It I is mean, bad. In their defense. In, in her defense, it is bad. In her defense, it is bad. I like have the beginnings of a migraine. And I know. I have, Chug like, coffee. I. Did you take Tylenol migraine? I can't. I'm not able to because of, oh, of your other medications. Yeah. Chug so. coffee and turmeric. Do you want me to do it Potassium? <laughs> yeah, do it as long as possible. <laughs> I'll also chug some coffee. Ready? <laughs> I was just referencing the um, the famous McElroy episode, uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me. The uh-huh. episode of the McElroy Show, My Brother, My Brother and Me. Oh, no. <laughs> Hi, everybody, um, and welcome to the McElroy Show. <laughs> called a silent chug, which I have. I think about that all the time, and constantly. And Justin's bad mouth sounds. So I introduced myself. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Who the fuck am I? My name is Hannah... Oh, I couldn't think of a good middle name real quick. Hannah. Hannah Elizabeth. Hannah Hard Ass Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. Hannah Dad Elizabeth. I've Kai been t- Sometimes Dad Monahan. <laughs> Kai, Kai Wilting Victorian Maid Monahan. Not Maid Oscar Wilde. Was he? I mean, I would describe. I mean, he was a fop, but 
You could describe him as... I would describe myself as a fop. I just picture you in the olden days, like, being shipped out to the country for your constitution, spending a lot of time Who on fainting couches. Who wrote the Iceman Uh, fucking not a Victorian... I'm aware of that. I'm asking who wrote the Iceman Arthur Miller. Comment. Thank you. No, no, it wasn't. Was it? Yes, it was. Look up the Iceman comment. Aaron. Aaron! Look up the Iceman comment. Th- that was just a separate question. <laughs> it's like, what the God fuck are you, damn it. you talking about? What curious. is the question? Is it is, is Oscar Wilde and the Iceman? No, 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 no. I know it's just, not. No. no, just who search the who Iceman wrote comment? the Iceman comment. That's all I wanted. I was just thinking about it the other day, and I was curious. I thought this would be a good way to ask so it. so much. My pronouns. I'm Hannah Elizabeth. My pronouns are she, Which her, hers. Which ones? Okay, so you can't ask me to look up the Marvel Ice comments Man and Comet. ask the Iceman Man Comet. No, 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 it's a play. The Iceman Man Comet. Oh, for fuck's sake. Just, I went to theater school. I thought we were talking about Marvel's The Iceman, who is no. gay in uh, canon. Yes, that's yeah, true. That. No, I'm talking okay. about The Iceman Cometh. I just got LaCroix up it's my a, nose. It's, it's, I believe you, it's Henry, Arthur Miller. Eugene O'Neill. Oh, okay. That's what it is, Eugene O'Neill. Very similar. Yes. Um... I was, I was trying to remember Eugene O'Neill's name the other day. Uh, Aaron, who are you? I'm Aaron. Uh, hi, I'm producer Aaron. My pronouns are he, him, his. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> We're delighted Welcome to have to you. Welcome to our terrible podcast. If it's gay, we play. Full of terrible people with terrible head problems. With terrible sounds that come out of their Terrible mouths. noise that come out of my mouth. Yeah, constantly. The words, and the Aaron's about to eat a burrito live on air. Oh, Speaking of which. I can't fucking wait. I'm gonna get a fork. I'm also gonna. He knows where the forks off. are. Okay. Yeah, good call. Good. Um, what happens now? <laughs> oh, holy shit! <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna take a scorched earth approach. Abandon <laughs> <laughs> these great pastures. And, and just start set over. Flame and just start again. Listen, um, I do know what happens now. What's the gayest thing you've done this week? This happens now. Almost a year that was a very good that moment was very good what i want to know hannah is do you have any new music updates for us in your corner in your musical corner? oh hannah's hot tracks which i completely fucking yeah forgot hannah's about. hot tracks which i um, remember every week and i just never say anything because well, i don't what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> um i do have some hot tracks sort of uh give me some I've, hot tracks i've been baby. listening to a lot of doom metal like a lot of like sludgy evil funeral doom and these guys aren't as sludgy and evil but there's this amazing band that I saw open for Monolord last week and they're called The Well and it's three people mm-hmm. and they have two vocalists mm-hmm. a lady and a dude and they have like basically the same voice and they sing not even in harmony but just like yes in harmony but like simultaneously they do mm-hmm. simultaneous vocals in all their songs and they are so good and so like heavy and so dark they're awful they're uh, not they're awful they're awesome um they the are opposite of awful they are awful in the like evil sense yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're very like a cult and very like kind of classic heavy metal sound like a new newer doom called influence. the well the well yeah they're very like if you like um uncle acid uncle acid and the deadbeats which mm-hmm. you should listen to because they rule uh or if you like like electric wizard you'll like the well um, amazing thank you listening Hannah. to a lot of uh electric wizard also and sleep i've been i made a playlist of um, Ways to sound cool in front of my metal girlfriend. No, thanks very much. Yes, and uh, <laughs> I was making a playlist of evil songs about marijuana, which is actually a very good playlist. It's I do want to say it's an extremely good genre of music. Also, yeah. just like like weed metal is so good. <laughs> no, like full even agreement. before I smoked weed, I loved stoner. As Doom. a person that likes like, both marijuana and metal, I will say Doom rules. I love Doom shows too because there's no like pressure. Like you mm-hmm. can just kind of like stand there and be high and sway back and forth and 
bang your head really slowly. Yeah, just like just very slowly. <laughs> very relaxed metal chill, environment. Chill as fuck. When I saw but electric, you still look very cool. Yeah. When I saw Electric Wizard, there was a mosh pit in the front, which was so funny. Was it the chillest mosh pit ever? It was very small. Yeah. And it was it was really out of place. It was maybe like twenty people in a crowd of a packed Fillmore. Oh, sure, I can imagine. And it was just the most, I was like, wow, it's the slowest mosh pit of all time. Because that was the show, I can't remember if I've said this on this podcast, but where I was in the bathroom and this uh, lady came up to me in the bathroom and was like, hey, are they ever going to like play faster? <laughs> and I laughed You, I don't, I swear to God, I don't remember you saying that on the podcast. And I was like, funny as shit. Oh, honey, no. Are they ever, I thought you were going to say, she asked me a really weird question about what I was doing in there or like she was no, no, like, no, no, no. hey, she was just like, me, she just, um, It was like during the sets we were like the only two people yeah, in the yeah. bathroom and she was like, hey, I have a question about the band. Yeah. Are they ever going to like play faster? And I was like, absolutely not. That's the whole point. That's she, so I was like, yeah, that's just kind of this funny. style of metal. And she was like, yeah, but sometimes they speed up. I'm like, these guys don't. Electric Wizard is evil and slow. And I was like, would you like some weed? I think that will like... <laughs> I have some marijuana I have in my, my bag. in my pocket. Can I... I think that will enhance this experience I think for you. you. Probably, it might make it sound faster. You might have some time, time distortion. It's just great. I mean, it's great sober. If you don't smoke weed, it's great to be high the show if you do smoke weed mm-hmm. it's just a nice time so that's hannah's Delightful. hot tracks thank you Hannah's listen hot to tracks. do it's oh other hot tracks i've been i went for a very long bike ride i actually have a lot of hot tracks because i haven't done the second yeah you're so welcome long. on monday uh i listened to on henry's our roommate henry's suggestion the new the damned things record is pretty good mm. um i've been listening to a lot of baby metal who fucking mm-hmm. rules they're fucking like japanese speed metal i'm familiar by i saw they're them so good they're coming and i want to see them i would see them again they're rad I've uh, been listening to a lot of baby metal. Baby metal is like very good summer biking metal to Yeah, me. it is. Um, and also the new Pup record is fucking Yes, it was really very good. good. I was recommended also by our roommate, Henry. Um, hello, Henry. I love you. Um, uh, and I, I really liked it a lot. Yeah, the new Pup record is yep. very, very good. Uh, so check out the new Pup record. Listen to baby metal. I think they're coming out with a new record soon. If you live in Denver, go see them and listen to Doom. Can I tell you the reason why Henry recommended the new pop record to me? Why? I said I was feeling kind of frustrated, oh, I that. very like elated and kind of joyous, but also a little bit sad. And Henry was like, I have the perfect it's the new, new pop album record. for that you. That is it's perfect new, for yeah. that. Yeah, and I, it is. It is. I've also been listening to a lot of like Boy Genius, like Julian Baker, all the individual members of Boy mm. Genius as well as Boy Genius as a collective, and a lot of like, I've been listening to a lot of Camp Cope and Remember mm. Sports. I love Camp Cope. We're both very good. Um, and uh, yeah, Cherry Glazer, that kind of stuff. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Lady Gaga. You've been listening to a lot of Britney Spears. I've been listening to so much Britney Spears. Britney Spears was the uh, first like, um, icon that I fell in love with. You know how you're gay, so you love, like, icons? Yes. Um, Britney Spears. I fell in love with Britney Spears when I was four. I put on my first uh, concert to uh, Britney Spears's. Oh, God. What was what was the first one? It was self-titled, right? I sure. I don't know. I don't You'd remember. Uh, yeah, but it was it was one of them, um, and that was that was the first that was the first uh, uh, driveway concert that I put on, and I you know was listening for to circus. Um, I remember driving around and doing that, so it must have been some year that I could drive. I don't fucking know <laughs> shit. Um, you don't know anything. And then okay. yeah, I don't. I, I literally don't know anything. Uh, and then uh, you know I just kind of started listening to her again somewhat recently, and I love her. 
I love her very mm-hmm. much. I know. I hope that she's doing better than the most recent news that I've seen. I love you, Brittany. Um, we love you, Brittany. Um, leave Brittany alone. Etc. Except do pay attention to her now because I think she's kind of not being paid attention to very much. And she still has some very good songs. Yes. Hold it against me. Banger. It's, yeah, it's fine. It's not my favorite thing in the world. I love Britney conceptually, but the other day we were cooking dinner and Kai was like, yes. can we listen to music? And I was like, yes. And there, excuse me. And Z was like, uh, can we listen to Britney Spears? And I was like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was I very disappointed. I love that you're resurrecting your love for Britney and Thank I conceptually you. love Britney. Thank I you. don't want to spend a lot of time listening to Britney. Thank you. Um, my favorite song that we discovered of Britney Spears's was um, Get Naked. Parentheses, I've got a plan. <laughs> it sounds like we're going to commit a heist. It makes me so happy because who the fuck puts a parenthetical into a song title, especially one that Kai, says, I have a plan. Yeah, I was going to say all of pop punk music. I know, I know, but as in like, as in like. Helena, in, so long and good night. Okay, yeah, I know pop punk. I'm not but like okay, a pop, I promise. I fucking know, Hannah. <laughs> You're quoting my chemical romance at me, and you don't have to because I know it. Um, I know. But like Britney Spears, like a pop star, a veritable pop star, putting Get Naked, I've Got like, a Plan. I feel like the, the parenthetical isn't weird. Like I feel like there's a lot to of parentheticals in pop music. It's just that that title is, is very funny. fucking hilarious. A song called Get Naked that isn't by like, I don't know, fucking Lil Wayne or something. I was going to say Nelly, but that's good too. Yeah, uh... I was going to say the Yin Yang Twins because I was thinking of Get Who Low. are we? Yeah. I was, now I'm also on Get Low came Get on at work the other day. Oh, wow. Because uh, it was just like a you know 90s, early 2000s bangers mm-hmm. playlist. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, that LaQuisha puts on a lot. Hi, LaQuisha. She doesn't listen. She should. Um, <laughs> I love you, LaQuisha. I love you, LaQuisha. She has a Pokemon back piece. It's I know. It's unfinished because she's a weenie by her own admission. <laughs> But uh, she has a uh, like a, a Charizard Gengar back piece. Dude, that's it's so fucking, fucking sick. tight. I love those Pokemon. Anyway, so. Uh, uh, and Get Low came yeah, on. Low. And it was, I just started laughing. And like, we should came up and was like, we probably, probably not for now. Probably not at work. Laughing or playing the song? Uh, playing the song. Oh, We're good. allowed to laugh at work. It's not. It's oh, a, really? It's a laugh positive environment. Weird. It's a goof positive it's not environment. Sprint. It's not Sprint. What? Explain Is what this you another just reference? That just seems like a company that would not <laughs> approve of laughter. <laughs> no, I agree. No. I feel like any cell... Well, Sprint specifically, Sprint out of all the cell phone companies... Verizon, I'm sure, is a AT&T fucking laugh like riot. Laugh. Yeah, but uh, uh, T-Mobile, get out of town. Yeah, T-Mobile, yeah. no, wait, Cricket... No, don't fucking laugh I'm, in here. I forgot Not about even a giggle. T-Mobile has pink stores, so I feel like you're allowed to laugh at it. Mm. You think so? Yes. I think that's just a ruse. Yeah, I think that's just a fun. I think that's fucking capitalism at play. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah, it's all capitalism at play, Kai. What? I'm just saying T-Mobile stores. Well, no, 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 no. If it was at play, then laughter would be allowed. It's what g- I'm <laughs> saying is it's not even at play. <laughs> it's it's ca- at rest. It's capitalism <laughs> without play. It's captive. It's captivism, really, yeah. is what it's it is. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh shit. Capitalism more like captivalism. More like, fuck you, America. More, more like, bite me. <laughs> bite my ass, So much America. more like that, y'all. Eat my shorts, Can we America? get into some real Segos? Segos? Yeah. Hey, Kai. Uh, I said Sego when we were recording No Exit the other night, and I had to then explain to Wendy what Sego meant. Oh, Jesus. It's fine. Uh, but hey, Kai. Hey, Hannah. What's the gayest thing you've done this week? I immediately have an answer for this, and let me tell Great. you. Um, okay. Awesome. Yesterday, I took the uh, person that I'm seeing on a lesbian date 
to uh, the Denver Cat Company, which is a cat cafe. And um, I personally think that taking somebody out for a picnic and then going to a cat cafe is perhaps the gayest date that you it's can a, go on. It's a strong contender for it's most a very strong, lesbian dates. If date. we had gone rollerblading after, mm. instantly I would have won that competition. And we kind of were going to, but then I got a migraine. Um, didn't. Uh, so, you know, that whole thing. But, 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 but. We met a lot of very good cats. Um, and they were all very cute. And uh, they, they really liked being pet. And there were two very small children who were there who were telling um, uh, one of their, their, their guardian who was present um, that they were going to get 10 cats when they got older. And then he was like, why stop there? And then the, <laughs> the, the little girl was like, I'm sorry, the little child was like, um, I'm going to get kittens for each one of the cats. Oh, was my like, goodness. Holy shit, I love you what so much, Why child. stop there? More yeah, cats. More yeah. cats. More, more cats. cats. Always more cats. Um, But I did fall in love with all the cats and was very sad that I could not take any of the cats home. We do have a cat at home, but She's I want perfect. 10 cats when I grow up. Yeah, I uh, just love every cat. I love every cat so much, and it was so nice. It was was very cute. We played Uno, and we played with cats, and I think that is dates. Yes, that's dates. Very good. Thank you. Hannah. Yeah. Oh, after that, I went out for drinks with my friends, and we talked about um, our sex lives and pretended to be on Sex in the City. Oh, that's fun. I thought it was very fun. Yeah, that's I think that's also homosexual. It's extremely homosexual. Thank you. So, Hannah. Yes. My darling, my dear, Tana. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> okay. What's the gayest thing you've done this week? I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> you are dear to me. Well, yeah, it's that's, yeah, that's different. <laughs> uh, I have become, uh, I've been, been, been really on my house butch oh, lifestyle. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to say, might I say, house daddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, house butch daddy, where I've been, uh, I've been a dad, and I've been... Doing some home improvements. Mm, yeah, she has. I went and bought us a shoe cubby from for $6 by a super weird guy on Facebook. As soon as I got to his house, I was like, I probably shouldn't have come here alone. <laughs> but it was the middle of the day. It was fine. He was nice. He was just really, really weird. Okay. Um, and then I cleaned up our whole back patio and painted it our... Looks lovely. Cleaned and painted our beer fridge so we could bring it inside. Painted it black. Did a very nice job spray painting it. Yeah. Um, and I was outside grilling with Wendy as we were recording No Exit the other night. And like we record our little intro and then we grilled and then we watched the movie and then we recorded mm-hmm. the yeah, of course. rest. And we were standing outside by the grill drinking wine, which was both daddy and mommy in one, I think. Which is If you I'd been drinking beer, I would have been much more dad. Yeah, but dude, we as we were talking about at brunch earlier, also gay. Yeah. Um we are we are daddy mommy switches. Yes. We can be daddy or mommy in any given situation. Yes. And so we were standing outside by the grill drinking wine and talking about our emotions, which was very gay. That is very uh, gay. And our trauma, which is very gay. That's also very gay. And um, Wendy was like, wow, I never noticed how nice your back patio area was. And I was like, that's because it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was a trash it was a pile garbage. for two years. And yeah. I finally cleaned it up and made it into a nice functional back patio. Hannah's very good at yeah. that. I've been shopping for patio furniture. Mm-hmm. I've been, I rearranged everything. I put the grill in a nice place mm-hmm. with a cover and everything. I mm-hmm. cleaned everything off. Yeah. I moved to the fridge. I threw away a bunch of gar- literal trash that's been living Actual on our Actual garbage, yeah. Um, and yeah, We're punks. Yeah. What can you say? Brought the beer fridge inside. That was a multi-day project. We're punks. We're punks. What do you want from us? 
we have to have a beer fridge. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I've had a very like productive, I'm on, this is also very gay. I'm on a second uh, antidepressant now. I'm on two. Mm, I'm on Lexapro mm-hmm. and Wellbutrin now. And the Wellbutrin is supposed to get me like motivated and focused. And it seems it's only been two weeks. To yeah. Enough today. time for it to set in. Yeah. And it seems like it's, it's, it has been much less rough on yeah. my stomach, which is great. And, and I've it noticed seems a like change in you. It's been working. Like I feel like I can like. You got energy. Get out of bed and I feel like I have enough energy, which is amazing yeah. to like do things, which is fucking incredible. I went on like a 15 mile, 18 mile bike ride on Monday. It was so great, except I totally crashed my bike at one point because I just zoned out. I was like looking up at the sky and then went off the path a little bit and was like, ah, dang, and just bailed (laughs) off my bike. I have a really gnarly bruise on my leg. It's pretty rad. It is. It is pretty rad. It's all like green. It was like black for several days. It's all greenish now. Um, It's all nasty looking. And later today, we're going to Gothdale Lakeside Amusement Park, Mm -hmm. Denver's uh, trashiest and best. An oldest amusement park. It's great. I was going to say we're punks again, but in this scenario, we're goth. We're, we're goth. goths. The um, Mountain Goats album, goth. Thank you. Yeah. So I've been a very, I've had a very productive and gay week. And I've also multiple nights stayed up till four in the morning playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the best game in the world. Fucking my way across ancient Greece. Mm, yes. I'm 88 hours in now. That is so many fucking hours. I've reached level 51. Um, and stuff the really cool thing about this game is shit really starts to pop off once you hit level 50. Like, all sorts of new shit Yeah, I remember Simone saying that on a Polygon yeah. show recently. It's pretty rad. Um, I'm about to start the Olympics quest, which quest line, which I'm very excited for. I hear very good things. Very positive reviews. Yeah, so I'm very excited for that. I'm very excited for you. Um, hunting down the cults. Mm-hmm. Making a, a big dent in the cults. Good, um, good, good. And, yeah, me and my wife, Cassandra, are doing great. I'm so happy to hear that. Uh, I'm sorry. I've swallowed a lot into the mic. I have have really bad seasonal allergies and I just swallow a lot, but I always, I always lean away from the mic to, to breathe in, to breathe in. Who was I explaining? Maybe it was lasagna that I was was lasagna because you told me about it. Yeah. Chocolate rain too. Yeah. I don't think I told you about it. I think you were just maybe there for the conversation. I think I was there for the conversation. Um, but my lover lasagna did not know what chocolate rain was like she didn't understand the reference she was too busy like doing drugs and living in punk houses while i, I was on the internet i want a fun name for my lover well make one i don't I know what to tell you Sorry, at just... age like 11 yeah she's well first of all she's older than <laughs> she's 29 ah. um and also yes okay she was very yeah, busy doing I, that's drugs why i said yes in high school <laughs> um yeah, so she just wasn't. She didn't grow up on the internet quite. She grew up in Pennsylvania. Yeah, she grew up in literal Amish where country, my family is from. Literal so Amish country. Um, I'm quite familiar with lasagna situation. Punk rock art and doing drugs in the woods. Well, you know what they say: some stay dry and others feel the rain. <laughs> you know they sure fucking do say that, Aaron. They do say that. I've heard that before. Incredible. Goddamn. So I've been playing, this is our segment where we talk about what we've been playing, but it's Indie Game Roundup, and I haven't played any indie games, so I've just... Now, you said you were going to look up if Candy Crush was an indie game. I didn't fucking think it was, Hannah. Well, I thought maybe. I don't know. It's a mobile game. Uh, I've been playing, I'm like, Candy Crush, it, there's a very specific type of game that like activates the compulsion mechanism in my brain, or the addiction mechanism in my brain, and Candy Crush is that type of game where I'll just like play it. And play it and play it and play it, especially when I'm high. And it is very relaxing, but I play way too much of it. So I don't want to take it off my phone because yeah. I'm so far along the saga. So I just have, I have something on my phone now where it's like, it's got downtime after 10 p.m. where it won't, like, I 
can allow it to access some apps, but then it won't let me access. It's so fucking funny apps. that you had to do that to yourself. I've had I have to basically put parental controls on my own phone because yeah. I have no self control. Like parenting with my the phone. child inside. Yes, yeah, because I know I have no self control with my phone. Yeah, um, but I've also been playing. So I've been playing, as I've said, a ass load of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm. It's picked it back up. It is just the best game. It's a very good it's game. It's such a good game for so many reasons, but it's you know it's a really good game. It's as I'm playing it periodically, just for no reason, I'll go, God damn, this game is good. I love this game. It's so good. It's such a good fucking game. Yeah, you yelled about it. I know. Uh, but yeah, like I said, about to start the Olympics quest line. I fought the Minotaur. I know I talked about that last week. Um, I have been, I've completed the arena quest line. Um, I was able to decipher that somebody outside was selling something because he said, we have goods is what I caught. Yeah. Uh, which is cool that I'm catching some words here That's and there. Really tight. It feels very satisfying to me. Learning Greek. Learning Greek, baby. baby. Um, and what else are my Assassin's Creed Odyssey updates? Hanging out with my mom. Mm. Trying on back in Sparta. Trying to figure out what that's all about. Um, yeah, it's great. Cassandra's very hot and powerful. And I am in love with her. She's the perfect woman. Uh, and I've been playing, like I said, an ass load of Candy Crush. There's nothing interesting to say about Candy Crush. No. Other than it's very satisfying and addictive and colorful. And I like to go sit at my favorite brewery, True, after work sometimes and just be by myself and just drink beer and play Candy Crush to like zone out and just, I can just like eavesdrop on conversations around me without getting stressed out about them, which is really nice. It's nice. So yeah, Candy Crush. It's good for anxiety. And sometimes you meet cool goths. And sometimes you meet cool goths. I did meet some very cool goths at True earlier this week. Yeah, I heard about it. Um, yeah. Kai, you have been playing an indie game. You never believe this, folks, but... I've played a video game. Kai not only played a video game, Z played an indie game for Indie Game Roundup Week. I sure did, and I didn't even do it on purpose necessarily. I've just really been wanting to play Baba as you lately, um, and I finally picked it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah. It's, it's a a not at all a sexy game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I guess Baba maybe in some context. You. Baba is you. Listen. So you've been playing Baba. <laughs> so I've been playing Baba as you this week, um, and I've gotten through like uh, probably the first like twelve levels or something like that. Um, and I've probably dedicated anywhere between like under a minute to upwards of thirty minutes to some of them, just because um, like and some I I do it in spurts after taking like a break from it after for like a night or something because I'm just allowing my brain to sort of process the rules of this game because. The rules are uh, very malleable, and there are specific rules that you do follow that are consistent, but, you know, there are different and surprising ways that they can be broken, and sometimes it's specific ways that they can be broken and not the ways that I would expect, but I... um, I'm very picky about my puzzle games. Like, puzzle games have to be a very specific way in order for me to enjoy playing them. Like that one game on the on the ship where you had to discover who murdered who and in oh, what way. Uh, the last... The Return of the Oberden. Return of the Oberden. Uh, I um, hated. Like, I hated... Did you play it? I mean, I played it for like a second and then I returned it because I didn't like it at oh. all. Um, I think it was on the computer. Was that available on the computer? Yes. Yeah, yep. I think it was on the computer. Um, so I didn't keep it because then you... There were, 
it was pointless. So anyway, I it's just that pu- that kind of puzzle game. Maybe I'll give it another shot someday. Is just so obnoxious to me. I don't know why. I know that it's a good game. I just respect it for that. Yeah, it, um, it doesn't have to be obnoxious for you to not like it too. You could just not enjoy. It the was game. obnoxious to me. Oh, like it's just that type of puzzle mechanic. Just I don't care for it. I don't know I'm, why. I'm just curious about the use of the word obnoxious. Well, it pisses me off in a very specific way because my brain just does not work that way, so it's angering. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> like, in, I don't know. I, I, I'll give it another shot someday, but I just wasn't feeling it then. But uh, I really love Tetris, as we know. I've been playing it since I was 12 years old, and I learned that it could help with PTSD, and I was like, oh, I have that. Maybe I should play this. Do you think you're the type of person who gets angry quickly at things that you're not immediately good at or games that you're not immediately good at? No, because I'm not immediately good at Baba as you. Uh, I struggle with it a lot. And it, it it's just when it's a very particular type of puzzle game that is um, frustrating to OCD or autistic brain, I'm like, oh, this is obnoxious. I don't want to put up with this. Um, it's not because I'm not good at it necessarily because there's a lot of games that I've been really getting into that I'm not very good at, like Banner Saga I struggle with a lot of the time. Um uh, the tactics and I like try the battles over and over and over again and like that's really fun for me and I'm not good at it necessarily but I'm getting better at it mm-hmm. so I don't know like I disagree why well, that's I asked you a question I, I wasn't making a oh. point I asked you do you think well I don't think okay I obviously don't <laughs> think um but Baba's you has been really fun because like I think learning a set of rules when you're first playing a game is really enjoyable and actively having the capacity to challenge those rules, but within a greater construct of rules is really interesting to me because you see the rules and you can create and change some of the rules sometimes, but not all of them. And then there are like bigger rules like this means this, but sometimes like that, that always exist. Um, it's kind of hard to explain by, like, just talking about it. But you play as this character called Baba some of the time, and you push stuff around, basically. And, uh, you know, there's, like, barriers on the outside, and you have to push stuff around to, like, um, get to the flag or to, like, I don't know, get to the to get to the heart or, like, To get to the uh, objective a, of the level. Yeah, get to the objective of the level. And, you know, there's, like, stuff like locks or like walls that you can't get past or like doors or like enemies not like enemies necessarily but just stuff that'll make the make you lose um and the way that it's done is really fun because you really have to think outside of the box like with your puzzle brain in order to figure out how to 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 get it to work basically and you form sentences also and it's been really interesting for me to try to figure out the different ways that you can form the sentences. Like, if you can say, Baba is you is flag, like, you can't do that, but you can do that sometimes if it's in the right way. And then other times you can, like, sort of make an acrostic hmm. sort of way of doing it. It's like, or, um, like, sort of crosswords type. It's really interesting, like, the way, the different ways that you can solve the puzzles and the different things that you can do. And I, um, I remember hearing on the Polygon show that there are, in a lot of the puzzles, I don't know if necessarily all of them, there are multiple ways that you can solve the puzzles. Mm-hmm. There are different brain puzzle mechanisms that you can do to solve the puzzle. So I would really be interested to 
let you play to like watch you play a couple of levels to or let me play it or what I was gonna say was um to watch you play a couple of levels and then see if you could help me with later levels or like see if we could play it together because I know that both of our brains work very differently for yeah, problem like solving puzzles where we can that's what I'm them. saying collaborate because I feel like there are some puzzles that my brain is just like I literally don't understand how to solve this and there's some where I bet your brain would be like yeah I know what's up. Uh, yeah, I'm really interested in that because you, I think it's the type of game that you have to play to understand. Yes. Because you handed me a level where I, like I conceptually know how the game works, yeah. but I don't fully understand it because I haven't played it. You were it. also high. I was also high, but you handed me a level and I don't, because I haven't played it, I don't understand the rules of the world well Yeah, enough. that's what I was thinking. And you so should I play a couple levels. I think it's not a game that you can just walk into any level. Like I think you kind of have to do the tutorial of that game. There's not really a tutorial. Well, fair, but I think you have to, like, maybe start from the beginning or whatever it is. Maybe, like, yeah, because you pick up it. on the rules yeah. as you keep playing the game. Because I looked at this level and I was like, I have no fucking idea how this works. What's really cool about it is it introduces the rules through making you figure them out yourself mm -hmm. uh, to use them to solve puzzles. Um, and that's how I've been learning the rules, and I really uh, enjoy that. Yeah. So I think that you could pick it up from anywhere, but it would be harder for you to pick it up from, like, I don't know, level seven was really hard for me. So like if you picked it up on level seven in the first world or whatever, and that would be like, how the fuck do I solve this? Because right. you'd be presented with like all these things that don't mean anything. But if you played yeah. it from level one to seven, you would still be like, how the fuck do I solve this? But you would at least have some of the tools required to right. solve it. Like it feels like it's a game where like the tools build on each other as you play. Yes. So it's hard to like start in the middle of that like pyramid of rules that you're building you kind of have to build the base level to build up no sure totally um but it's it's like a really enjoyable game the art is like um cute and pixelated and it still like really gets the point across uh i think the the puzzle solving is engaging and difficult and challenging in a way that uh goes in terms with that um uh Lodology episode of Ologies that mm -hmm. we were talking about somewhat recently, where um, playing playing new games and like challenging games keeps your brain active in a particular way, mm -hmm. um, and that's just very fulfilling to me because my brain has been very active in work contexts, um, and for a minute. I was like turning off my brain in play context and now I'm having a lot less opportunities to do that and also less desire to do that. So like having my brain on in a different capacity in like a time off context is really cool for me. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Baba's You is a really good game. It was 15 bucks on the Switch um, and I would fully recommend picking it up because it's worth every dollar. Uh, I it, it It's a pretty big game for $15. Honestly, I've already gotten what I would view as $15 worth out of it, um, and I'm only halfway done with the second quote-unquote world, mm -hmm. um, overworld, so, like... Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I don't know if there's necessarily, like, a story. I don't think there is, <laughs> but it's, like, it's just really fun puzzles. If yeah. you like puzzles, and you like having your ways of thinking and ways of understanding how a video game is get challenged, like... This also challenges the ways that you play video games and, mm -hmm. like, understand video games because a lot of the time with a video game, even a puzzle game, it's, like, here are the rules. These are pretty much always the same rules for the whole game. Yeah, you, like, know yeah. what it is. Like, this is a Tetris-style game. This is a match-three game. Yeah, like, yeah. 
even if you're not familiar with the the specific rules of that given game, you can take your knowledge from prior video games and translate yeah, like that. Yeah, like this is a platformer puzzle. And I think you can still do that somewhat with Baba as you, but it's pretty um, unique in the way that you're solving these problems. Because I can bring kind of some of my understanding of spatial reasoning and understanding of sort of like language or word puzzles even, um, and as well as even uh, it kind of reminds me of text-based adventure games mm, and that cool. sort of logic that you get from like um, like go west and like mm -hmm. go to door and like take key yeah. off mantle like like really specific sort of you have to type the exact right thing yeah, in so order to achieve the result yeah. and you have to like figure out what the right thing is in the right order that's what Baba's You reminds me of cool. um, I really appreciate the fact that it has both an undo last action as well as restart mechanic um, because if it's really easy for me at least with motor coordination uh, problems to accidentally make Baba go too fast in one direction and make the puzzle unsolvable. But the fact that the undo button makes it just go back one move makes it so I don't make the puzzle unsolvable and I don't have to start it from the beginning, which is really useful because the controls for moving whatever you're playing as are very, very sensitive. And as a person who has fine motor coordination issues, that makes it a very difficult game to play sometimes. Um, so sometimes part of the reason I can't solve the puzzle is because I literally cannot make Baba stop running around the entire map and not doing what I want them to do. So that's my one complaint is it's not very, uh, disability friendly in that specific capacity. Can you turn down the sensitivity? I haven't tried until you just said that just now. I just never thought of that before. Yeah. Um, that's a really good point. Yeah, so if you can, then it'd be very, uh, disability friendly. Yeah. Um, did you ever play Undertale? We talked about this. I've tried playing Undertale, but it was too hard for me. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, maybe once you play Baba's You, like, maybe you'd like it now, because it sounds, like, similar. I mean, I've only played a couple hours of Undertale, but it's it's very similar. Isn't there beat matching? No. Not, no. It's more like Mario minigames. It's not really beat matching, it's just dodging. Mm, that's why, okay, it's beat matching and Mario minigames slash dodging games I, um, hate. I never got far enough for the dodging minigame. I had the dodging minigame, and I couldn't do it. If you were going for peaceful, maybe Which you didn't I was. have to deal with it. No, when you're going for peaceful, you do have to deal with it. Ah. And you have to do it even harder, which is the only way that I was willing to do it. So I yeah. put it down. Yeah, I never got that far into it because um, it just wasn't really my style, and I never really understood the like super zeitgeist about it. Um, my little cousins love Undertale. I know, and they talked to us about it for a very long I know. time. They were like, they were both asking, they were asking both Kai and I when we had dinner with them last summer. Oh, my aunt and uncle and cousins were in town. They were like, my cousins are, I think now, 11 and 9? I thought, I think 12 and 9. I think, or 12 and 10. I think they're either two or three years apart. Yeah. Anyway, Autumn and Europe. And they were both, they asked Kai and I, they were like, do you play Undertale? And we were like, no. And then they proceeded to talk at us about Undertale for like half an hour. Oh, it was like an hour. Asked, like all these references and stuff. And we're like, we don't understand. We don't, we've never I played Undertale. I indulged them. You know how kids are. Kids are oh, kind of no, like. We, yeah, we indulged them. Yeah. But we were also like, we got I, stuck I no sitting at the kids table for a while. And after a while, we were like, well. I wouldn't say stuck. I really like talking to and hanging out with kids. It was this nice. is why yeah. Hannah brings me to family events. Yes. Tabletop Potluck is a diverse actual play podcast showcasing the wide world of pen and paper role-playing games. Whether you're an experienced player or a newbie, you're welcome to sit at our table and see what we've brought to the potluck. 
Tabletop Potluck is one of our favorite podcasts, mm-hmm. and they have previously been guests on our show before, and we just love them very much, and we're very excited that they're in our lives. Um, I think that if you like any sort of like pen and paper role playing games, or you're gay, or you're both of those things, you should probably check out this podcast. Uh huh. I wrote a little jingle for them. Tabletop potluck, it's also a podcast. We think that you'll like it a lot. Welcome back to Baba's You Talk. My name is Kai Monahan. Um, this is NPR. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought of the other most lesbian thing that I've done this week. Oh great. Let's 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 go back. Let's go back in time. Rewind the tape. Well, I just I signed us up for compost. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> That's it was literally just that. Here's the thing about Hannah and I. What is it? We're lesbians. Um, And we've been doing a lot of just like various home improvement stuff lately because we're talking, this is another gay thing, we're having a conversation about how um, both of us have been feeling more settled in our home because of the fact that like we've been here for two years and that... And, you know, both of us have had, like, unstable living situations before, so the fact that, like, we've been here for two years is solid, but also, like, our relationship is going really well, so now we're doing more home improvement things, and I think the fact that we had a conversation about that is also maybe the most lesbian thing that I've done this week. It's very lesbian. It's very lesbian. Um, I'm just very excited for us to hang up our Carol posters, our Gift of the Carol situation. Yeah, our both of Um, our Carol posters. Our Carol of the Magi situation, uh... So then we could take a picture and show it to our our beloved listeners. Tori's here, the cat. Tori, the cat, is here, and she is covered in dandruff. Yeah, she's really dry for some reason. I think it's just because she's shedding her winter coat, and yeah. she's got so much like dry flakes. If you have any dry flake remedies for cats, hit us Send up. Send them in, please. Um, we love her cat, and we don't want her to be so dry, because yeah, I can't imagine fine. it's comfy. She doesn't seem like she's like bothered by it. She doesn't yeah. seem like she's particularly itchy or anything, but it's just a lot. I brushed her a ton. She got real grumpy about it before we started recording. Yeah, she sure did. She growled. Yeah. Well, it's because we kept picking her up. And because she did I not, love her so much. She did and all not I want to do is snuggle her. Oh my gosh. Hello, little one. Um, She's perfect. She wasn't even mad at me that I went to the cat cafe the other day. She didn't get jealous one bit. She never does when we hang out with other cats. I know. She's it's very fascinated sweet. fascinated by Aaron right now. Yeah, she's just staring at him. Aaron, um, did you play any games this week? Because Hannah doesn't have any new games for us. Well, I talked about my game, just not indie games. Yeah. Also, I bought Wander Song. I was going to play it last night, but then I had a migraine and I ended up just playing Odyssey until like midnight. Uh, but I bought Wander Song, which I've been wanting to play since I saw the like promo video for yeah, it. Yeah, I remember I wanted to play it too. Ago. It's mm-hmm. like a music based, colorful music based puzzle game. Yeah, which I I'm wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. Aaron? Um, no, I have not had time <laughs> to play video games in oh, no, about a month and a half. <clears throat> um,. <coughs> No, I'm I'm me. And what? I have, and I have three jobs, and uh, I've been out of town and had people visiting me in town, and uh, wor- you know, working on other projects. Yeah. So it's just been a real cluster. I had to cancel my humble monthly because I'm like I'm not playing these games. Yeah, so why not am worth I paying it. for this? Uh, all I've done really is play a round of Apex. Mm, how um, was that? It was fine. It's a fi- I don't like Battle I don't, Royale games that much. I don't like Apex very much. I like it more than uh, Ring of Elysium. I love Ring of Elysium. Yeah. And that's I, just because I love shooting boys. But you can do that in Apex. No, nah, but I... 
I don't know what it is to me about the art style of Apex slash how quick it is. It just gets to me. Yeah, the slowness of Ring of Elysium gets to me. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, I played Apex, but then Dylan couldn't really... Uh, his uh, connection was so bad. He said oh, it was no. like he was connected to a Russian server, so he stopped playing. <laughs> That's very funny. And then I did too. Yeah, because what's the bed. point? Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably going to download Apex because there's some like pack that's free on PlayStation Plus. I know Apex is free, but there's yeah. some like pack that you can I mean, yeah, download give it, it a shot. I would be curious to month. play it on console versus uh, PC because to me, um, like, it, I, it, was, it was just too quick. And I like my um, Battle Royale or like, um, I don't know, fucking multiplayer shooter style games to be much slower or at least if the combat is quick for it to be easier for me to understand and i just don't understand what the items are or where they are in apex how to shoot anybody i feel like an idiot when i play that game i'm sorry that's a bad word i i feel i feel i feel bad at the game when i play the game well yeah from what i've heard the first few rounds that you play of apex i've played probably around 20 rounds and i've i've tried very hard to just under wrap my brain around it and i think it's just one of those games that i'm just not gonna get you need more than 20 rounds i didn't get my i didn't get my first games of uh, more than one kill until round 40. I've never even gotten a kill. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what he's saying. Is oh, 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 oh. I mean, until, like, I, I got, got one kills kill. early on. Yeah. I play a lot of shooters. So do as I. As far as, like, doing well at it, it took me, I mean, I still don't, but it took me 50 rounds before I got there. I just personally, and this is, I think, because of the fact that, I've talked about this before on the podcast, I uh, played a lot of Call of Duty and Halo growing up, and that's the style of shooter that I prefer. Um, and that's, I'm just an old man now and I have to only play the types of games that I already know I like, I guess. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um. I try to play all types of games. No. Okay. Listen, I'm not saying I don't try to play other types of games. I try to play Apex Legends. Maybe I'll try it again if we get it for PS4. I don't know. I might like Apex because I like like. You like quick, quick. Yeah. Borderlands was the first shooter I ever played. Borderlands 2. Yeah. Um. God, I'm so excited for E3. This I am year. too. I bet they're going to have more Borderlands 3 content. There's going to be a lot of good stuff. I'm so excited about that. Um, E3 is in like a month. It's I know. I can't wait. The 11th through 13th. I got this email from my mom about this <laughs> job opportunity. It's like you can enter and then they they need like somebody to beta test this like high speed internet service. Mm. And you have to play 50 hours of Fortnite on it. And that's how they're testing oh. it. Oh. But I would have to play 50 hours of Fortnite. I, I would do that. I hate Fortnite. I, here's what I, what I remember now. Um, what is the name of the video game uh, that Mercy is in? And, Overwatch. Thank you, Overwatch. Um, I like Overwatch. We should play Overwatch. I've been saying, when I said I wanted to download Overwatch, you were like, don't do it. It's not that good. Just play Paladins because it's free, and frankly, I think it's better. All right. Overwatch is being slowly destroyed by... That's why I say it's Blizzard not good. It's because of the community and the fact that Blizzard, well, it's I don't also just think, like should at this manage point, an MMO anymore. At this point, you're just not going to have fun playing. I no longer have fun playing that game. There is mm. a point where there were few enough characters and everything was balanced enough um, that you could kind of just hop in and do free play. Now, at this point, unless you want to talk to people and do like some form of competitive play, you were going to just die constantly over and over and over again because people just create Blizzard accounts. Um, and then uh, I forget what that's called. Uh, 
so anyway, they they there's, there's a lot of people doing that. I would play yeah. Paladins because you know it doesn't cost forty bucks, and there's Love a lot that. more characters, and you can actually customize your character's abilities. Oh, that's fun. That is fun. Can you yeah. put, is that for console or is it only oh, yeah. for? Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Tight. yeah, and, yeah, the, and t- um, there's like certain characters you don't get initially, but if you pay twenty dollars, which is less than half of the current yeah, of Overwatch the cost, price, yeah. yeah, you get twice as many characters as Overwatch. But I have been playing games consistently. It's just. I didn't. I, know. Pick, I didn't play any Wander Song last night. I did play a little bit of Voez again. In oh the yeah, week. you love that game. I played a little Dark Souls. You know, oh, indie game, Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, indie noted game, indie game company Ubisoft and their very small <laughs> game Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's just the best game. I they're love it very, so much. They're very. Uh, they're very underground very game under Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, the very not popular uh, uh, gaming company Ubisoft. And they're very, very quiet release. Very, very soft release. Uh, very edgy and groundbreaking. Well. Arguably, Odyssey. It, yeah, right? Odyssey is arguably kind of a groundbreaking game in a lot of ways. Oh, it is. It definitely it's is. It's a fucking amazing game, and I'm excited. I'm excited for. E- I'm always excited for E3, but I'm very excited for E3. I'm this excited. Year. Something that I've been thinking about since I've been playing um, these less combat-oriented slash more tactical combat-oriented games uh, slash puzzle games is the fact that um, there has always been, there have always been games that are not. Um, Shooters or yes. violent in any propensity. Uh, I mean, like, even the beginning of video games, there are games without violence in them. But it seems like there is a period of time in the early 2000s slash, like, 90s-ish where it was just, like, violent video game after violent video game, and there was very little... Um, in, in the mainstream gaming community, there was very little development of alternative methods of gameplay or like new concepts of what you can do in games and i and i'm reiterating in the mainstream because that's like don't tap on the table that's not the table that's my purse um because that's like what what we thought was going on with video games at the time i guess um so i'm i'm excited that games like Baba's You and other indie games that we've been talking about over the past couple of months are becoming wider spread in larger communities. No, it is tight that there's a lot of... Especially that indie with, games are yeah. really becoming very popular. Indie games are becoming very popular and there's a lot of indie games that are not yeah. combat focused because I think a lot of people in our generation, like, we are... Ris- we are we are risen. We were raised in such a uh-huh. violent... He's risen, our lord. Tom Cruise. Um, no. We were raised in such a violent world and like live in such a violent world that I think there's a lot of game developers being like, listen, we want to tell stories and we want to see what video games, because like combat oriented video games are really great I and love really fun, but video like games. what so can we do? I just talking about growing up with Halo and yeah, Call of Duty. What can we do other than that? Like yeah. how can we expand that and make it different? Like I just played Transistor, of course, um, fucking Supergiant Games is Excellent. just so good and Transistor was so good and the combat in that game, it was combat oriented, but the combat was so different from a lot That's of things. That's the thing. That's I've what played. I loved about Red Strings Club. It mm-hmm. is far from removed from violence. Um, but like, it's different. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gods Will Be Watching. There's a lot of violence in Gods Will Be Watching. But it's different the mm-hmm. way that they did it and they used it to like tell stories because the consequences were real and tangible. Mm-hmm. And they actually mattered. Wherein I feel like in Call of Duty, 
when I was watching Henry play Henry, our roommate Henry, thank you for the music recommendation. <laughs> um, play uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Two. I think it's Black Ops Two or Black Ops One, where you are in the Vietnam War. Yeah, it's fucked up. And you are basically playing and committing war crimes. Yeah. Because that's the whole point of Black Ops, basically, yeah. is well, committing saw, war crimes. Yeah, I know we talked about it before, but like it, it really fucked me up watching that years removed from being a regular Call of Duty player and becoming resensitized, which I worked really hard to make myself to like violence because I think that it kind of sucked for me personally, at least, to be desensitized to it. Um, and going back and looking at that and being like, wow, that's actually very disturbing to me to witness. Yeah, it's really fucked up that you played that at such a young age. Yeah, and it is so really many fucked kids, up. Like, I mean, we live in this culture of violence. And vi- we've talked about it before, violent getting video games don't make kids violent. No. Not parenting your children makes kids violent. Yeah. So, like, letting your kid play a violent video, like, super violent M-rated video games and then having converse- not having conversations with them about it, that's what makes them violent. Well, there's a variety of things that lead to violence in children right. that uh, can be entirely removed or uh, not associated with video games at all. Right, and, and it's all, it's not parenting your kids. Yeah, not parenting your kids. It can be there's other things. the threat of school shootings, whatever it is, which are still statistically very unlikely. Schools are very safe. But... It's just that they're, it's in the news a lot. It happens more than it does anywhere else, and it's still very unlikely to happen. Um, I was never, like, a violent young person necessarily, no. except for, like, when I was much younger and didn't have words for my feelings yet and was still having, like, autistic outbursts. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, they didn't necessarily make me violent, but like I was just saying, I don't know if I talked about this on the episode, I was very desensitized mm-hmm. to the concept of violence. Totally. Um, well, you also were on like Reddit and 4chan I was on 4chan around that same time. Steeped in toxic masculinity yeah. and violence, and like if you hadn't gotten yourself out, like who knows what kind of person you would. No, exactly. Into. And I'm really happy that I was able had, to and did. You had really shitty attitudes towards women for mm-hmm. a long time, uh, and I'm still working on unlearning that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really shitty attitudes towards women, trans in people, video games. gay people yeah. in video games. Um, like. Wait, when I, we were talking about the Dragon Age thing, is well, that we what we talked about reference? it on the oh, podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah, where we were watching um, that Felicity Day mm-hmm. thing, where she had the character in Dragon Age Two, and we were watching her videos, whatever. She had that little Dragon Age Two. Yeah, it was really cute because she was in Dragon Age Two, uh, yeah. the expansion. Well, she made a fan video yeah. series, then they made a exactly, DLC yes. out of her character, which, which is I so, think is so man. Cool. Bioware used to be so cool. Yeah, I know. R.I.P. Bioware. Um, but you were like, you were like surprised that she actually played the game or like you like assumed that she didn't actually play the game because in the community she's a hot lady in the communities that i ran with um there was just always like references and jokes to like felicity day not actually playing video games so i just assumed that as opposed to that being biased i was like oh that's just true no so then when i when i saw her playing the video game i was like oh she's actually playing the video game i had no idea she didn't just make a dragon age fan series out of nowhere like she plays Dragon Age. I mean, yeah, like logically that makes sense, but I can still understand where um, where sexist brain comes in oh, and totally. is like, well, obviously she just wants attention because like that's what women do is they right. pretend to play video games to get attention, which is like fucked up. Yeah, we really diverted from indie game roundup. It's fine. We were talking about how <laughs> it's cool that indie games and indie yeah. Games so are to go also... back to it, indie games are being made by a lot of women and queer people. Yeah, they're yeah and people of they're color giving the opportunity for marginalized people to tell our stories yeah. through gaming. Uh, speaking of which, I just wanted to shout out really quick that uh, this month, so for a couple more weeks, uh, one of the free games on PlayStation Plus is What Remains of Edith Finch. Oh, that's such which a good is fucking game. One we of both the best played and loved that game ever made. Are you kidding me? I it's just bought that on gorgeous. Steam the oh, other day. Shit. Well, it's free on PlayStation Plus. Return it. 
or just don't. give them money. It's wor- I mean, it's worth giving them money because yeah, that gaming true. company is awesome. I think you're going to love that game. It's it, I cried so good, a lot. Aaron. It's beautiful. Play it. And I'm saying this to Aaron and I'm saying it to everybody. Block out like three or four hours and yep. play it all in one sitting. Yes. Absolutely play it all in one sitting. I know that that's very hard for you to do right now, Aaron, but if you ever get the opportunity again yeah. to have time Try in your life. Try and play it all in one sitting or like two sittings. My yeah. butt just gets tired. Yeah. Yeah, look, I get it, but like. I'm kidding, up. I can totally <laughs> <laughs> Play it, yeah, play it in one, at, me- at most two sittings where you like pause halfway in between. Yeah. Um, but if you can't play it all in one sitting, it's like three hours long. Yeah, and I remember it is, we both did that. It only it took me sitting. a little longer sometimes because there was one or two puzzles that I couldn't figure out, but playing yeah. it again, it would take me a much shorter time. There's this one scene, this is really embarrassing for me. There's this one scene where you have to um, go on a swing and swing really high really yeah. quickly and i could not for the life of me fucking figure out how to figure how to like swing properly because i kept just using one trigger and i would only swing one leg and i was like why am i not going high enough okay until finally i figured out you have to use both triggers to swing both legs yeah. like a fool i the, the level that i got the most stuck on or the scene that i got the most stuck in was where you had to take the pictures with the dad <laughs> oh yeah and there was one thing i could see that there was one part where i could not fucking figure out because you have to take a picture of a specific thing yes. to advance the plot and there was one point when i could not for the life of me figure out what to take a picture of i had to look it up um so anyways so it's a very good game. anyway it is a phenomenal video game and speaking of like different kinds of people getting to oh, tell yeah. different kinds of stories it is a very different kind of story and it is just an amazing game so that's an indie game wreck i'm also very excited to play wander song i'll play it this week and, and talk to y'all about it next week um because i think it's going to be really interesting and it's a very different and more uplifting like i remember when allegra did that uh video interview with the creator talking about how um he wants to tell a different and more uplifting kind of story like yeah. he wants to tell a non-combat oriented story and it's very colorful, and you know how much I like music-based games. I'm very excited to see if there's going to be any more announcements about Sayonara Wild Hearts Yes, I'm E3. so curious. I'm really excited for Sayonara Wild Hearts. I'll fuck any music game up. There's a newer uh, music, like song pack that I still haven't played for Beat Saber, which I'm very excited for. Because the like 20 songs that Beat Saber comes with, we're starting to get a little old. I haven't yeah, played any fair. VR in like a month. I know. We've really, really got to do. Maybe I'll play some Beat Saber later tonight. But um, yeah, uh, games are games is good games is good games are so tight hi tori hi tori um we i feel good about that i feel great start wrapping it on up um just tori rubs her body on your microphone i love that i love you um so yeah indie games if you have any indie games i know that we had people send us indie game suggestions like a year ago that we still haven't played yeah but we're really working on it and we're going to we're still gonna play monster prom at some point uh, so if you have any indie game wrecks or any game wrecks, uh, that would be great. Indie or any games, but especially yeah, indie games. Yeah, for clarity. Uh, if you want to let us know what you're most excited for about E3, uh, oh, or please, any of your opinions on anything, go ahead and message us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Gay Gamers. Or what G-A-Y. you hate the most about E3. I want to hear that too. Uh, yeah, whatever your thoughts are about E3, we're a little less than a month away. Yeah. At Gay Gamers, G-A-Y-G-A-M-E-R-Z on both things, both Instagram and, actually, and Twitter. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah, I'm active on the Twitter. Yeah, thank you to our producer, Aaron, for both producing yeah. the podcast and for writing our wonderful theme song. He's such a talented musician. You can check, check him out. out his stuff around town is Diane. He's also got a bunch of other musical projects that he's co-involved with. You can check out his music festival, Orpheus Music Festival. I bet you might see a mysterious musician there who maybe... 
<laughs> we already said he's Diane. Oh, okay. Oops. I just said that. I know. I'm sorry. I was paying attention. <laughs> Anyways, Ransom Music Festival. It's called Orpheus Music Festival. You can check out uh, the other shows on the Stick Poke Productions Network, such as By the Grace of Pod, Hot, and No Exit, my other podcast. It's a deep very dive, good. a first-time deep dive for me into horror. It's very funny and gay. Uh, with my co-host Wendy, we just released our fifth episode. I think it was your fifth. Where we watched The House on Haunted Hill, which was very good. And we just recorded about a Korean monster movie the other night, and it was very good. And I'm having a nice time. I haven't gotten particularly scared yet. I have been having a nice time. You should probably prevent the cat from rubbing on the microphone. I don't know. I think it's nice. Okay. And you can, yeah, check out the other shows on the network, uh, like, rate, and subscribe to all of them. Thank you to everyone who has left us ratings and reviews. Yes, thank you, and thank you for uh, those, those who has messaged, fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, <laughs> it helps. For those of you who have messaged us. Yes, uh, we love it, it means hearing the world from to me. you. We love I write back to, to everyone. Yeah, Kai, usually I'll start responding to more, but Kai historically is Now that I'm working 40 hours a week, baby. And we love hearing from you, and we love talking to you, and we love hearing what you think of our show. So yes, tell please. your friends. Thanks to everybody who's told a friend about the podcast. Thanks to everyone who listens to the mm-hmm. podcast. We're heading into Pride. generally, even we're, if you're quiet. Yeah, we're we heading into both Pride season and E3 season, so watch out, everybody. Oh, god, We've got a lot going on in the month of June. Oh, and we're also heading into Shakespeare season, mm-hmm. so you can check out both Aaron and I in Shakespeare's newest production of As You like it we will be uh every sunday in june we will have a show at various venues you can check us out at shakes.beer um on facebook and wit.shakespeare on instagram and all that kind of stuff so yeah if one of you if any of you show up at shakespeare and say we know about this because of if it's gay we play i will just be so excited because i'll probably be there yeah shout us out uh aaron's tall and red-haired and i'm short and at I'll Currently probably, blonde. I'll probably have rainbow hair for the month of June, actually, because Wendy wants to do a whole thing. She, Wendy's a hairdresser, also. Yeah, Wendy's at a hairdresser. Salon. I, I will be um, getting my hair rainbow, also, for pregnant. And so will my lover, Lasagna, so it's going to be a good time. And that's all the things that we have. We're going to go. Anybody else got anything to plug? Are we good? Um, um, nope. Do I have anything else to plug? It doesn't. I don't think so. I don't think genderfuck. so. Come see genderfuck. Come see gender, comma, fucked, period. I made the poster. It's going to be a very good um, variety cabaret style show that includes visual artists and performers of all kinds. And it'll be hosted by your two favorite hosts of anything, me and Hannah. Yeah, it'll be hosted by be, If It's Gay We Play. And, and we're going to be dressed up all real fun, and so will some other people. And we have a delightful, um, uh, we have a delightful lineup for you this year. We're we very excited to bring it to you. Seventh and eighth of June, is that correct? Yeah, uh, seventh and ninth. Seventh and ninth of June. She also have a Shakespeare show on the ninth. We'll figure it out. Whoops. The seventh and ninth of June, as well as the. Th- 14th and 16th of June, is that correct? 13th and 16th? I think it's 13th and 16th. Whatever. It'll be in June. We'll post the info on <laughs> we'll our pages. We'll post the dates because we're... And we'll be at various <laughs> venues across fools. town. We've got Blush and Blue. We've got Gladys and Ozzy Neighbor. We've got Mutiny Information Cafe. It's going to be rad. It's going to be so rad. Yeah. So uh, that's that. And It'll basically be like a live episode of If It's Gay We Play, yeah. except featuring actual talented people. Well, we're talented. I know. I'm teasing us. I'm sorry. I was just trying to have a fun time. Tori, do you have anything to add? Excuse me, miss. Excuse me, miss. Oh, I heard it. She wants to tell you to keep playing gay. And keep being games. And fuck shit up. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Cute. I swerved.